0: I really help um, female single parent executives and business owners who really are trying to conquer the, the work-life uh, balance challenge um, and it's really about helping people transition from that you know from emotional feeling of whether it's just that feeling of not feeling quite good enough because you're not you're not delivering in all the ways that you want to, or whether it's actually you just feel like you're failing, Mm -hmm. um, to trying to help them get to a place where they're feeling confident, in control, and most importantly, kind of living the life that they want.
1: Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. Today, joining me in the call is a coach and owner at JRG Consulting, uh, helping single parent executives uh, through her coaching work. Welcome to the show, Jessica Reese griffith
0: Hi, Paul. Thanks very much. It's great to be here and hello to your, all your listeners.
1: Oh, well, thanks so much for taking the time today. Um, we've got a lot to talk about and certainly um, around the coaching side and single parent executives and who you target and how you help them. Um, but as always, could we start off with a little bit of background about you? You know, what got you to where you are today?
0: Sure, of course. So, um, well, actually, it, you yeah, it started when I left college. So um, from college, I was planning to go and do law. Um, but actually, my father died quite suddenly, um, and I just wasn't in the right mindset. So my my mum, bless her, she uh, it was a five-minute conversation in the car saying, I really don't want to go, and she was like, don't worry about it. We'll, uh you'll have to do something else because you need to go and earn some money. So I literally did a crash course in um, Word, PowerPoint, and Excel, which will amuse many of your listeners, but I am of the age where I was doing my finals with uh, pen and paper, and uh, from there i became secretary at surveyors and then really over the next 10 years i moved through different roles in different organizations so the lawn tennis association i worked for a large publishing company for a while and then i um, went to an international development consultancy where um, i stayed for a number of years and it was really in that organization that i Moved through several roles within the organization and became a director of operations sort of in my late um, 30s and then later chief operating officer so work was my world i i was a bit of a 24 7 workaholic but i enjoyed it it had given me lots of opportunity to travel to really interesting um, locations and uh, you know i had a brilliant team and i really loved kind of leading and, and managing a team mm. And it was really different types of um skill sets within that team from some communications to IT, etc. So very varied. But I was but I kind of had always wanted to have a family. Um and I was sort of 35 and single at the time. Um and actually the desire to have a child was much was much stronger than the desire for a relationship. So um, I am a single, a single mum by choice, and I had my daughter at 39, which was just wonderful um, and absolutely fantastic. Um, and then, of course, yeah, got thrown into the whole world of juggling, uh, um, being a mum and uh, working. And I just, I think in hindsight, I just thought I could continue the way I had, I had done before. Um, I'd had my daughter but of course I I couldn't Mm. Um, and I it was many years of kind of you know juggling things Um, I I was lucky that I did put in place a good support network and that really provided um, some grounding and I'm very thankful for that that kind of kept my sanity but I always felt that I was where I needed to be rather than where I wanted to be Um, I was very overwhelmed tired exhausted you know it's that thing where you 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 do the week and you're at the weekend you've got this little little person who wants to go do things and you're like actually I just want to glue myself <laughs> to the sofa uh, and um, you know and rest ready for the next kind of wave of, of activity and and I think also I I worried a lot about what other people thought because I was a single parent mm. you know the school school gates and um you know, You know that, you all huddle to your particular demographic actually. Um, But, you know, and concerned about being judged and was my daughter really having, had she, you know, was she losing out? Was she missing uh, things? And so this whole sort of cycle of kind of confidence um, then also creeps into work because, you know, you want to do good job. I, you know, I felt I'd done really well. Um, but actually, you know, things like requiring sudden validation started creeping in. I, what, fear, I feared. I that's the wrong word. I felt like I had to work twice as hard, um, and that was that was me. It wasn't other people. It was just how I was kind of reacting to a, a lot that was going around me, and I think also. I'd I'd got to a point where I was but I was really just reacting to whatever demands were coming in, mm. so it was just a reactionary place. I wasn't driving anything, um, and then there was a particularly difficult six months at work where I was was working silly hours, which was, I, nobody should should have to do it. Um, and that was you know that was me. I was I did it. I went up for it, but I think it's it made me take a step it almost broke me i was not a happy person Mm. um i wasn't the mum i wanted to be i i don't think i was working particularly well um i you know and it's the usual thing you start eating really bad food you know you can't remember the last time you moved more than one mile an hour (laughs) you know all those sorts of things and and really it was a low point where i just thought actually i'm this isn't what i signed up for this is not why I had a family and it's certainly not what my daughter signed up for. So I really took a bit of a step back and reflected about who I wanted to be, what I wanted to achieve, what was important and where I really wanted to spend time and what were real priorities. And, you know, I just started to change a few things. I changed, you know, I, without a doubt, I was spending more time on work than home and and my daughter is, is 10 um and uh yeah she's told me i did so you know she 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 said yeah definitely work was the thing that you you went to first because i think i could manage home in a way with the support you could sort of keep that manageable but work was just constant Mm. and i allowed it to be constant um and i just started to make a few changes so i changed i made some very different daily habits to help kind of mindset and positivity um, just to get into a very different headspace I um, started to change work patterns of work so I started not working at the weekends right. I very much um, took you know and some people might go well no this is bad but I did start to say where do I need to put 100% of effort in and where can I actually put 60% of effort in right. where can I delegate where can I empower other people and really sort of learning to, to say uh, no um, I did a lot of you know, it's very easy to say we'll do something. But actually until you schedule it and write it down, it quite often doesn't happen. Mm. So there was there was quite a lot of, of that and, and making decisions about, yeah, there's four, four board meetings a year, I'll go to two, but I'm not going to the other two because they always, you know, Christmas was always a nightmare. And, you know, you end up doing a bit of the school play, a bit of the board meeting, nobody's happy and you're mm. really unhappy. It It's, it's just pointless. So so really kind of, you know, through trial and error and I, I got to a place where actually it, it was good and I was enjoying I was enjoying a balance. Yep. Um, and I actually, you know, found found some time for myself. Mm. Um, and then about a year ago I decided that actually, you know, I I come across people all the time who are, you know, having similar challenges and I just feel, well, if I can short circuit that pain Um, and make it less challenging for others, then that's what I would, I'd like to do that and kind of contribute to um, hopefully making, you know, others get through those challenges more quickly and and get to a place where actually they are being the role model they want to be for their their family, but also, you know, the leader they want to be at work, you know, Mm there's lots of different types of leader you can you can be and are you really being the leader that plays to your strengths and the type of life you want to to live so yeah yeah.
1: oh wonderful I mean an amazing journey and and just those elements of learning as you go you know Mm. made a few notes as we go through here and, uh, and just that development of um you know, having to learn things like Word and Excel. Lotus, oh, yes. Lotus Notes was the first where, when I was working as well, so it's a, we're, we're really alienating some listeners on that one. Yeah. Go to the museum <laughs> and look that one up. Um, but yeah, it, those elements of learning how to manage and lead a team, hmm. You know, how, how did you find that journey, particularly when I find with people who have been in an organisation and worked their way up, was yeah. that well supported? Was it simply learn on the job? Left to your own devices. What, what was it?
0: Um, it was quite so. I. It was a company where it grew very quickly when I was when I was there. So I think when I joined it, it was about fifty people, and when I left, it was four hundred. Right. Um. And I think what I would say is a lot of it was learning on the job, mm. and there wasn't um there wasn't a huge investment in training because I think you know when you're growing, you know I often say. An organization that's growing you've got a lot of problems but they're quite positive problems to right. manage and deal with and um you know you've got funds that if things go wrong it's not such a it's not such a you can you can kind of weather the storm when the company is finding it really difficult that's that's when you know the problems they're they're more difficult uh to deal with because they tend to be more sort of negative and impactful on staff um But I think my journey, I was lucky in that earlier in my career when I worked for a large publishing company, um, I had a lot of training and Mm -hmm. and training was really big there. So actually, I got a lot of I started managing teams in the publishing company and I I was lucky because I was given access to quite a lot of training, which then helped me when I um, moved into um the consultancy company. But one of the things I did have coaching for when I was um a director was um I was the only female on the um on the management team for quite a while. Yeah. And I found that quite difficult. Um it was a team of about seven, I was the only woman and there was also as you you know in all companies you've always got the um the technical versus operational like in publishing it's editorial and production. Right. Um, and, you know, in tennis, it's the, the you know, tennis coaches and administration. And, you know, it's that thing of that sort of hierarchy and, and who feels they're contributing more. And certainly where I was, I had, you know, the, I, I felt that they didn't always appreciate uh, my operational contribution because they felt that having technical as what they sort of termed it was more value so i did a lot of coaching i had a really great coach who helped me to um, make decisions which probably actually served me well later because it Mm. sort of taught me when to get off the chessboard and when to stay on the chessboard and um and, and what was worth kind of um discussing and what wasn't really worth discussing Mm. um and i think the other thing i've been really lucky with you know i've had some good uh leaders uh earlier in my career i had you know some very good managers and then some other managers who didn't really work for me but Mm. they probably work for other people because that's the other thing you know sometimes styles just just don't quite marry up and I, you know, I had a good team, and a lot of my managers stayed with me for quite a period of time. So I think that helped. But I think the last thing I'd say about that is, is, when you're an executive, like when, as you said, meaning being promoted within the company, is, it can be difficult because I think at a point, you know, you're very much a manager, but when you're an executive, it's it's really the leader bit. You know, you're managing people really that can manage. Themselves and certainly as a chief operating officer, you're managing people that got way more knowledge about something than you have. You know, I, you know, I was looking after IT. Well, you know, the IT, the head of IT knew way more than I ever would about IT. And so actually, they just really needed to be led and navigate the business and understand where the business was going and how then they could use their skill set. So I think that empowerment uh, becomes really critical when you when you're in that leadership position.
1: Yeah there's a lot of lessons I've learned over the years as well on that what is it to be a leader versus a manager mm-hmm. and you know the elements of what is my job in this moment you know mm. is it to get stuck in is it to help and micromanage and and help that, yes. particularly when things are going wrong yeah um or is it to step back and let people graze their knees and not break their legs <laughs> you know yeah, exactly. and give them those opportunities yeah
0: I think so and I think also it's important. I used to say it to my team a lot, you know, we're at A, we need to get to B. I don't mind how you get to B, because my my journey of getting to B is going to be completely different to yours. But but I think, you know, people never implement somebody else's idea as well as their own idea. Um, you know, I I remember um I was asked to you know, one of the things I would never do that this was a hideous learning was um I was asked to deliver somebody else's PowerPoint once. Right. And it was horrific, it was horrific. And I can still feel quite nauseous. <laughs> um, and I remember after that thinking, yeah, that's the last time I'm ever gonna deliver somebody else's um, PowerPoint. Yeah, I didn't understand half of it and right. it showed. And But it was just like, you will do it, you know? And I was, I was quite young, I was about 24. So I was like, oh, I'll do it. You know, it's an opportunity. One that I wish I'd said no to. Um, but it's the same when you're when people are trying to work out how to do things. You can you can say and make suggestions, but ultimately, if if they they've used something that they've come up with or they've adapted to something, they yeah. own it and they're going to they're going to give so much more to um, implementing it and they'll enjoy it more.
1: Yeah. You know. oh. so maybe that takes us nicely into um, what you do today. So in terms of who you help and how you help them. Uh, who who do you target who do you support and what's your mechanism for helping those people perform
0: sure so yes. so I I really help um, female single parent executives and business owners who really trying to conquer the the work-life balance challenge Um, and it's really about helping people transition from that you know from emotional feeling of whether it's just that feeling of not feeling quite good enough because you're not you're not delivering in all the ways that you want to, or whether it's actually just, you just feel like you're failing, mm-hmm. um, to trying to help them get to a place where they're feeling confident, in control, and most importantly, kind of living the life that they want, being the person that they want, and being able to prioritize and put their effort into the areas that are important, whether it's home or work. Mm-hmm. And I do it through um, a coaching program. It's It's kind of one-to-one. And it's really about helping people take a step away from the reality um, of what's happening, to you know getting real clarity in what's actually happening. Um, you know, we can we are very good at making things much bigger than they kind of can, than they are sometimes, but you need that help and support and guidance just to go, okay, it's all right. And so there's a real piece about creating um kind of your vision for the future, you know who you want to be, what's important, a bit like I did mm-hmm. um, to understand kind of where you are now, but also where you want to be. And then we go through a series of kind of um, sessions around kind of, you know, mindset and positivity, um, you know, how to build a better mindset. You know, if you're feeling positive and energized, you make better decisions, probably make different choices, um, your behaviors might be quite different. Um and to like looking at relationships and connections with children. So ways to connect, what what are their children interested in and what are the ways that you can um, kind of utilize that and and build connection. And the other one is around work. So what type of leader you want to be and then really about time. So, I mean, we all say, we just don't have time. And, you know, I've been there of like, I don't have time I'm or no time, but actually, you know, there's sort of two ways of looking at it you can kind of do a very quick let's just see where my time's going over the next seven days but there's also ways of you know your to-do list can really be actually quite demoralizing and you know you look at your to-do list and you spend more time reading it than doing it but actually you can chunk your to-do list in very different ways around the outcomes that you're looking for so actually your to-do list becomes about four results rather than a list of 40 things that you're you're trying to get done so it's kind of working through um these elements to Mm. help somebody you know facilitate and support somebody to perhaps put a different pair of glasses on if you like um, to look at their lives and hopefully move in a much more positive way forward and and get what they want
1: oh it is uh it's an amazing space and I, i'm speaking from my own personal experience as a uh, not as a single parent and certainly uh, not not as a single female leader in uh, or executive <laughs> but um uh, from that position of if you if you find yourself getting into a stage where one thing is impacting the other yeah. so sleep and i've got oh, children, yeah, sleep, and, that, the, yeah the impact on that can have on not only your life, you know, your home life, but your, the impact that has on work and then the knock-on effects and the, um, the vicious cycles that go along yeah. with that. Um, but one of the things that's really helped me in the past is thinking more about the, the, uh, not this or that is that, that this and that, and actually how yeah. can you, how can you do more, but do it with less? So that yeah. maybe that focus on results, but actually you want to have some more time with your kids and you want to get a project finished well how do you accomplish both of those things yeah. and if you look at the that way it might change your mindset in terms of how yeah. you approach it so exactly
0: and i am a big believer in you know i used to be i mean you know i was i had a bit of a, a, a sort of label as a doer so i used to try to do everything and yeah. it's you know it's true you know with 20 percent of activity you can generally get 80 percent of the result you want you just need to think about it a little bit more yeah. um and drive rather than than react but it's easier said than done and as you say when you're in that spiral and it's a catch 20 it's a catch 22 because you never you're never in a strong enough sort of mindset to actually kick start yourself to do something mm. it's it's really tough and it's it's not it's a horrible place to be
1: yeah and speaking of that particular thing you know how getting the value of having a coach you know i've, I've um mm. i've felt it myself i've spoken to a lot of people on this but taking that first step to go in, you know, maybe I, I need a coach, maybe I recognise that having a coach will be useful to me, but then actually engaging with a coach. Mm. Um, how do you, you know, what do you do to encourage people to, to do that or at least try something out and take that first step?
0: I think, I mean, I would just say, you know, do you want to stay where you are? Or actually with one phone call or one email, you can do something good for yourself today and you don't know where it's gonna lead, but it will lead somewhere rather than the nowhere so kind of do something for yourself and you know and there's lots of different places you you can go to kind of access coaches um or if you're feeling you know not sure there are you know you can go to a Facebook group um there's lots of Facebook groups and actually there's a lot of really good stuff in there you know be careful you don't lose all of your time into Facebook there because that's the (laughs) double-edged sword of it but um you can do that and a lot of coaches like including myself you know they often offer like you know free 30 minute chat there's no obligation but just for somebody to get a feel of what it's like to be coached Mm. um because it's you know coaching isn't about telling it's about supporting and helping someone get from from a to b Mm -hmm. and it's their b um and you can just see whether actually it's something that would, would suit you and, and quite often you'll get a few nuggets that you can then go and implement. So yeah. I would just say, do you want to just stay where you are or do you want to do something that would actually, maybe, would, might, might make a big difference?
1: Yeah. Oh. Uh, one of the bits that comes to mind as well, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, is that the mindset shift from almost feeling guilt of investing mm-hmm. in yourself <laughs> um, when particularly when you've got family and, and work where you are there to support those people, the power of investing in yourself that has that positive impact on those other people so if you want to help others help yeah, yourself first it
0: is yeah, and that's the thing isn't it who's it going to benefit not just mm. you but actually everyone around you um and that's a, that's a gift you're that you're giving yourself and to them
1: yeah.
0: an opportunity yeah.
1: yeah lovely way to, to view it um, um so Turning this on its head a little bit, how do you get you uh, your performance? Sorry, uh, who do you go to? How? What helps you perform better in your sphere?
0: Yeah. No. Um. So yeah. So I. I mean, I've got a number of Facebook groups that I do tap into. Um. And they're they're things from female entrepreneurs to mom mumpreneurs and, um. And I I didn't spend hours on Facebook at all, but. But just knowing that there are other people who are in that same situation and that same boat is really helpful. And then I do, I do tap into um, a person who's big in the self-education space, which is called Dean Graziosi. Um, and he does a lot of work around mindset and momentum. Um, and I've done, and one of the things he has a community which you know provides training um so I do tap into that and the other one I do is the association for coaching so obviously um I'm going through a certification for my coaching at the moment and they they have access to podcasts um, and um you know and uh, training etc and I'll do I'll tap into things like um other you know podcasts like the diary of a ceo for example um so I I try and um, definitely, in order to keep myself in a specific place, I mm. definitely tap into a few resources that are available to to keep myself on the straight and narrow. And I and I wouldn't you know, and I've had coaches in the past um, where I've thought actually I, I need some coaching. Um, and that's that's always really helpful. and I and I buddy up with um, a colleague where we were we both went through the certification together and so we actually coach each other Mm. and that's really lovely because you you touch base kind of once a month and things pop up and kind of how things go but I think the main thing I do I think for me is just when you're Whatever you implement, is just implement it consistently. It can because it takes time, and people, you know, I I've done it in the past. You try something, and actually, it doesn't doesn't seem to be doing very much. But actually, it's only through consistent implementation do you really get the benefit. So I just mm. say stick with it.
1: Yeah. Oh, wonderful! And yeah, it just I think I I have a lot of networks and connections in the world of. Um, the solopreneur, the, the um, individual yeah. operator. And I, I think it's really important to keep connected mm. in that space. Just to, as you say, to realise that you're not there on your own. Yeah. And other, other people are either further down the line and can yeah. support you and give advice yeah. or they're just mm. getting started and, and you can give them advice. And yeah. um, personally, I find it very valuable from a, a sort of mentorship or support piece where I can give other people advice. and it often triggers in my own mind it's just like yeah. you maybe you should be doing that well am I doing that myself yeah. uh, you know, should I and it's real just...
0: opportunity for learning yeah. um, and developing mm-hmm. and and it's a nice way to do it because there you know people are wanting to give they're wanting to make a contribution and so I think that makes it um, a much more it, it's a mu- sort of feels a much more like it's a gratitude it's much more grateful and appreciative um rather than a sort of transaction but mm. sometimes it might feel like
1: yeah. yeah okay so um slightly different question then um if you could help any individual team or organization uh, with your skill set who would you want that to be
0: um i think maybe um and it's a sort of reflection i guess after covid or well, still sort of in the bits of COVID but you know Mm -hmm. the handling COVID and and what it's left I think um, you know being able to help maybe people in the health service um, or frontline uh, workers because I think you know they have so much pressure on them they don't have the resources it's particularly difficult I think in the UK at the moment so I think if I were Given the opportunity to go and um, help somebody, that would be the organisation I'd like to like. I would like to help.
1: Oh, wonderful, and, and definitely a, a worthy group of people who've given so much and uh, yeah. know, are the prime target in my mind for the people who need the most support yeah. to help um, themselves before they help others. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's really tough what they they've been through, but also what they continue to deal with. It's, it feels really, really tough.
1: And conversely then, if you were able to sit down and have a coffee or have a drink, or have a meal with somebody that you think you could learn from just of, of general interest, who might you want that to be?
0: Um, so I think I'd have a coffee maybe with a couple of people. So I'd I'd love to meet David Attenborough yep. uh, they, and that's partly just because I think he's seen so much and he's seen so much change um, and just a really interesting person in terms of obviously you know, I like sustainability and conservation, so learning about that. But I also think it would be fascinating to talk to him about kind of world leaders and how those big summits and uh, meetings work or don't work. And, you know, the whole challenge of really getting a group of very different uh, states that have very different agendas on one page to try and kind of move forward on um on the whole climate change issue. I'd love to sort of hear what he'd have to say about how those relationships work, um, actually how you do get things done. I think that would be really fascinating. And the other person I'd love to meet is Dean Graciosi. Oh, yeah, having right. kind of, um, having listened to him several times and been to I, I, a couple of his uh, events, it would be it would be great to talk to him because I think, you know, he's self-taught um, he's you know learned everything he's he's doing he's he's failed many times but you know that's fine that's just an opportunity and I think you know I you know his mindset I think is amazing mm-hmm. but he's also quite authentic and realistic about you know he still has a bad day just like everybody else mm-hmm. but um yes yeah, so I think maybe those two people would be good to chat to oh
1: I'm sure that'll be some fascinating <laughs> conversation. <laughs> uh, and finally then, how do people find out more? How do they get in touch and, uh, and and who should be getting in touch as well?
0: Yeah, so, well, I mean, you know, uh, as I said, you know, it's uh, female single, you know, parent executives or business owners or, you know, people in leadership management positions that are, you know, finding the work life challenge really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me at my website, which is Jessica um, Reese, Jessica, sorry, jessicareese right. Um And, uh, you know, the main thing I do is really, I would just say, look, if you wanted to take action, you know, I do offer the 30-minute free consultation. It's no obligations. It's more of a chat, really, to kickstart and um, help somebody just start to think about what they could do yeah. to make a difference. So, um, yeah, so if anybody is, please, just, um, yeah, get in touch. Fantastic. Great to <laughs>
1: and we'll make sure all, all the... And uh, those connections and links are in the show notes as always. Brilliant. And, you know, do, you. do reach out. And I think with with that, um, one of the messages I want to try and get across with people, and hopefully, this is reflected with you as, uh, as well, Jessica, is when we say no obligation, free 30 minute chats, you know. Um, people actually mean it you know it's, it's just yes do- it is it's yeah.
0: more about you know i just want to provide some help so if it just means that somebody takes a couple of things away after 30 minutes that they can start to implement they can and yeah. you know i feel like i've made a contribution and hopefully they feel like they've taken something valuable wonderful
1: wonderful well thank you so much for your time today jessica an amazing chat and some wonderful stuff there so uh, thanks very much for being on the show Jess- jessica
0: uh, well, thanks ever so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Many thanks.
1: Speak and Thank soon. you for listeners. Thank you. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, then please give the podcast a rate, review and share. I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.